All right. So we back again. But this time you would see wait these boys upgrading for real. Uh, y'all y'all should see what in the back here. Like even though I looking at I guess it's camera three. I'm looking at camera three. And we're beginning another audio adventure. But today we have uh, a guest. His long awaited debut has Just finally arrived. <laughs> no, let me switch to camera two. Alright. That's camera one. His awaited day has finally arrived. Uh, before we even get into him, let me go back to me. <laughs> you know what it is. It's the Negus of Nassau, St. Anton Alexander, Lord Jalen Willard at your service. And there's another episode of Everything Cool. Yeah, we don't want to do anything to scare your children. That's the last thing we want to do. We don't want to scare anybody. The tourists come over to chill on the beach. But they don't come over the hill where we sleep. We got nightmares and they got fantasies. No sanity, it's just insanity. My mommy hoping nothing happens to me. And today, we have a special guest. Please introduce yourself, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm yours truly, Marcus Love. <laughs> so we are with Marcus Love today to hear about his story, his life, and what he has to offer us on the love tip because he named Marcus Love. And we were supposed to have you actually for Valentine's Day, but February was just hectic, bro. You was hiding from me. That's what you was doing. No, no, no. <laughs> Nah, no, I, I, I literally, I couldn't record. I right, Well, I recorded parts, but I couldn't record it ever in cool because it was just like too much things happening. It was God time, man. Exactly. So, Marcus, on this show, we have a special segment called the main word, phrase, or saying of the day. And we always give that to our guest. I'm, I'm waiting on it. No, you giving us the word, phrase, or saying. Oh, the word phrase today to say, uh huh. She love you today, or she joking tomorrow? Okay, what that what, what that's supposed to exactly? That means mean? like, if you're unsure of uh-huh. who you have, mm-hmm. then that means she ain't the one for you. Wow, this is powerful. So I guess this is a part of yeah, love ritual. Not a lot of rituals, but some of your love advice that you give to people. Yeah, most definitely. Mm. Most definitely. So typically we like to take things where we can get a little bit like tell us like the backstory, the origin story of Marcus Love. Um, the origin of me becoming who I am today, especially the brand Marcus Love. It was always that it was always in me, like having that great positive energy always speaking life from school time, mm-hmm. but I was never Marcus Love. Okay. Back then, it was so, just Goody. They used to just call me Goody. So Goody like Goody Mob or? Marcus Love is better. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but like the Goody, the Goody had gone. I, uh-huh. I was moving with the Goody. Uh-huh. And, but I always demonstrated love. You know what I mean? No matter where I go, if I see somebody in desperate need, I'd be like, here. Mm. Oh, how could I help you? How, I, how could I 
um, add to what's happening here or try to change the situation to, to make the world a better place. So I felt like I was adding the, the, the important ingredients towards bringing a better arising, right? Because when you look around, society is lacking love. Mm. But me always used to move with that vibration. So my sister said to me one day, she said, you like this goody. You like goody, goody, goody. Why don't you just call yourself Marcus Love? And me and my smart self, I'm like, Marcus Love? Like, girl, get from me talking. <laughs> you know, and it didn't dawn on me uh, that she was giving me a new chapter of my life. Okay. And when I grabbed the name and I said, you know what? I'm going to go with Marcus Love. Then it all made sense. It all came together. You know what I mean? And Marcus Love was already birthed in my actions in school. And then I, when I finished school, then I realized that, boy, there's a work to do. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just capitalized on it. Now, Marcus Love is a brand. And I'm so, so which, which year you started this this um, your brand? Which year? Um, the Marcus Love was formulated within almost like grade ten. Okay, so this it was is... like around two thousand two thousand three two thousand. Okay, so basically, this brand has been a thing for the last fifteen years, essentially. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's dope. So. Because, like, when I first heard about you, um, well, I didn't know. You got negative thoughts about me? No, because I didn't know you. Like, the first time I probably <laughs> saw you was probably with Rodney. Yes. And then, um, then Kool-Aid tell me, yeah, wait, this is my boy, Marcus, da 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 Yes. So, it was like, that was, was the two connections. I didn't know any. Kool-Aid was like, yeah, but you need to bring him on the parties. We doing this, that, and yes. that. And I appreciate so, it. So, <laughs> I was just, just like, okay. Pick up the Kool-Aid. Yeah. So... What exactly, how did you pivot the brand? Because obviously 2003, so basically you would have graduated 2005. Right. So obviously 2005 was a whole different world. Yeah. Than what it yeah. is today. Yeah. So what, like, did you use it as a personality or you just use it, it as a... It, it was a personality. Okay. So you, like, did hostings or what exactly? I, I wasn't, I was just being me, but I never did any, any hosting or anything like that. Like, mm -hmm. um... The hosting came along when the pandemic came. That's where. So essentially, fifteen years after the starting of brand, right? You actually started to okay. Let me, you know, you know what? Let me let me let me be fair to you. Uh -huh. Let me be fair to you. Let me bring you back to what I was always doing. I always was doing like short clips right? where I'm speaking, like motivational speaking. Mm. You know what I mean? Like always um, reading books, trying to say something that would that would encourage somebody that that's that's dying slowly you know what i mean when i say dying not physically dying but mentally dying trying to uplift their spirits with with some kind words like believe in yourself don't give up the journey is not going to be easy but you just got to put in that work you got to look at the bigger picture ahead no matter what is going on the world is yawns so it's like just trying to encourage somebody out there what excuse me the mic even the mic could feel a vibration. <laughs> Even the mic could feel a vibration. Uh, but 
I was always doing that, but the hosting thing never came along. Okay. It never came along. And then I didn't realize that I could have host. So when, when did that like turning point happen? It was the pandemic or? I was doing karaoke, uh-huh. you know, with the Marcus Love. Um, but I was kind of scared to do it. Mm-hmm. Like just to stand up in front of the masses and, and you know, entertain them while they passed somebody else the mic to sing. And then I realized that, you know what? I was encouraging everybody about breaking the fair, but I had a fair that I needed to break. Mm. And when I broke that fair, then I was able to, 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 to host, to become like, not only to have a name, but to be able to walk into that character, to be able to say, hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is your truly Marcus Love. It's my pleasure to be in your presence right now, blah, 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 and just going into it, you know what I mean? And it just became a natural vibration. And people was just, in, the, the people at the, that, that came to the bar to support me with the karaoke thing, they just started to vibe with me. Mm. And then I realized, fear was trying to hide me from what I was already prepared to do. And then it just all made sense. Mm. It doesn't make sense? No, that's, that's what I always say, you know. <laughs> fear really cripples you. It really... It's almost, fear is like someone... Basically trying to suffocate you. Yes. And it's yes. like you can't breathe. Yes. And you can't like operate. Yes. And then you start losing consciousness. But that someone is you. Yeah. Cause you created that 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 person, that 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 enemy that would cause mm-hmm. you to believe that you couldn't do something. And once you realize that the enemy is not your friend, mm-hmm. and then you allow your thoughts to move into the actions of what you think that you can't do, then you'll be shocked to see how you're able to figure out things as you go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's what it is. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? Okay, when you aren't Mark Marcus Love, what inspired you to actually, okay, we come into the pandemic time right. and I guess everybody locked at home. Yeah. Like what yeah. the pandemic was like for you and what sort of spurred your mind to be like, yeah, let me make start making videos like talking about general things, because you talk about a lot. Yes. And you, you know, sometimes we be loud, sometimes yes. it be, you know. Are you all over? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so you going on these passionate you know, rants. Park, parka. Dog right. don't bark at parka when mm-hmm. he ain't going nowhere, right? Yeah. So I was going somewhere. Um. So what was happening for me in the pandemic, when the pandemic came along, it never dawned on me that I needed to find something to do. It was still me trying to figure out like how I can pay these bills. Mm. It's still me trying to figure out what's going to happen tomorrow. It's still me trying to figure out, are we going to make it? But getting to a certain point, then I realized that, okay, life is still going on. People are bored at home. And it still didn't dawn on me. But what is so unique about life is God always put people in place to tell you, what you can do. Um, I have a wonderful roommate, Kadero Spencer, big up to yourself. He said to me, Marcus Love, why, why don't you just start alive and go and express your stories with the people in the pandemic? And I'm like, eh? 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 I mean, I think that was the motivation for a lot of people. 
Because, like, the, we, the thing was, we actually were, today is the 19th. Yes. Three years ago, I think we was, I guess we was on lockdown. No, no, we was no, on lockdown, no, yeah, because no. that's when people, we, everything that shut down, but we were still, like, everybody was like, oh, this holiday, let me go on the beach. The beach was <laughs> caught. Every, all the little bars was caught. Right. This was in, like, I think probably three days or not, that's when, I mean, this was really, like, everything shutting down. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and then the the nightmare ensued. Oh, but oh. to think about it, that was three years ago, right? And everybody during the bind was like, "Yo, you got to use this time to make the most of that." Like that mm-hmm. was like a driving force, and sometimes some people didn't receive that because it was like, "Yo, I'm really like going through it right, right now." Like, yeah, yeah, I'm be motivated. So, and I still think. Even coming out the pandemic, a lot of people didn't maximize that time. Like, because everybody just went back to doing the foolishness that they was doing before. Wow. But, um, but you took that time and say, okay, let me do what you was doing. It still didn't dawn on me that mm-hmm. I should have done it. So what you was doing? I was just literally sitting there, bored out of my mind. I'm like mm-hmm. literally sitting there trying to figure like, what this is, you know? But... I did decide to take 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 him take him out take, take him up on his offer when he said that and he was like, but you need to get get this live thing going. And I did it, you know. And it was surprising that I had so much people supporting me. Why was it you didn't you feel like people don't like care about you or love you like they say they do? Um I think people only care about you to a certain degree. Mm. Um, for their for their convenient, mm. once that can once that convenient is up, then they go looking for the next high. They go looking for the next um, situation. They go looking for the next conversation. But as it relates to me, the support the, the support system was very nice within that time, and it helped me to really capital capitalize and build on. Night of Confession. That's what I came up with in the pandemic. Wait, 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 wait. Night of Confession. So yeah. <laughs> this was like yeah. like a Facebook what's out after dark type of thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. okay, so what's weird the Night of Confession? Um, like, was it was it like Mango and the rest of them? No, I didn't know Mango. I didn't have the Mango mentality. Okay. Um, it was always, I always believe on respecting the people's bedroom. Hmm. I believe in respecting people home. Yeah. Um, if I'm going to tell a story, it's going to be my story uh, that I'm confessing to. And then if you want to add your story into what I'm saying, yeah. then that's fine with me. Um, but I did ask some questions yeah. and I got some very strong, real response. So this was like all on the live? All on the live. Like hmm. on the scene. I pull up on the scene, ready to go, cutting this movie, and let's get it going. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but... The audience was wonderful. Like they was very supportive. They came through, and they just couldn't wait for me to have a Thursday confession because it was every Thursday, night of confession with Marcus Love, every Thursday. Okay, so how long? Because I tried in my hand at the whole like live streaming thing, and it's just like, I mean, I was like, I already create content, long, <laughs> especially long form content. I'm like. Going live streaming and just doing this live is like, eh. it's redundant for me right. personally. Right. And I just just be like, okay, I don't know 
if I feel like keeping up a schedule to where I go on live every Grisaida off some friends and mm-hmm. I've been on like when Rules Rants and Rum was around. Right. I used to <laughs> appear on like ten of them used to um Maradona and Kevin Ken Kenique. Uh-huh. Maradona and Kenique used to go live like it was a stretch where they was going live Monday uh-huh. to Thursday. Uh-huh. Monday like Thursday. For, for That's straight, a lot of work, bro. For, for like, That's a good, like, work. two, three months Damn. straight. And I was Damn, like... Damn, that was really... I was like, I don't think people understand. Really consistent. It's not that you're just consistent. You just get burned out, really. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like, even doing, like, it's been multiple times I've taken break from, breaks from podcasting and just shifting things up, switching this around, this and that and that. So right. it ain't easy. No, it's but, not. Trust um, me, it's not. Yeah, because it's like, it's only so much, or even like, you know, his birthday just was, just passed, but but not based on this recording, as of this recording, you know, um, it's the birthday of Cameron Samuels just happened, and it's passing, it's I think in May. Yes. Yeah, so like, even how he used to do it, he used to, (laughs) Monday... Wednesday and Friday, right. be on YouTube, right. and Tuesday and Thursday be live <laughs> on Instagram, bro. And he was doing that for like a year, He's year and a half straight. And really I was good. like, "Wait, that's that's a lot of work." Yeah, it is. Even putting the questions together, because it'd be like, "Oh," and and the mental fortitude, because it's yeah. like you get burnout. Like, yeah, I, I, at this exact time, I mean, you really have to treat this like a job. Yes, and the the I mean. Once you have a passion for it, it's not a job. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it just becomes so natural. You know what I mean? It's just like it's just like playing basketball. Mm. You know what I mean? You love the sport so much, you just got to show up. And the more you play, the better you become at it. And the less you play, the, 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 the less interest you will have towards it and stuff like that. So it's like, you know? So that's what it is. But the Night of Confession still is around. I believe that that a confession is going to to emerge into something beautiful, even better. So you don't you don't go live like you used to no more. Or? No, no, right. because I'm still mm-hmm. I'm still learning mm-hmm. as I go. Mm-hmm. I'm still watching. I'm watching people business. I'm talking people business. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just look right there. The camera. The camera. I'm too. watching uh, you if you're cheating. <laughs> And I will tell the world if you're cheating. Oh, man. Because once Marcus loves to see you cheating, the world needs to know. Oh, no. Everything good? I guess everything good. <laughs> <laughs> you, like, that's almost sound like with Lincoln and Utah Taylor, them used to do back in the day with controversy TV. Right. Like, they used to go on the beach and see who's sweetheart and why y'all fornicating? <laughs> like, you know, in different people's cars and things like that. And they should like, wait. And they get to one <laughs> couple of times and it's like, bro, like that whole it like that whole culture we, we I never heard really anybody address like the whole culture behind what we have in the moments like behind like we had like having sex on the beach. <laughs> right. Like you go out like let's say if it's a cool, calm night. Right. And you just go to the beach like around a certain time, you be see, I remember one time I was walking on the beach in the nighttime and you just saw I, I guess this woman on top of this mom right. on top of this woman. And like they walk past and they were stiff. Yeah. Like statue. They like they didn't move and I was like 
<laughs> like, we see you. <laughs> like, like, you stand still. Like, yeah, let's right. wait until like, I, I don't know what y'all doing. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, I mean, it is what it is, bro. You, you, you in a public space. Real, so, real, you know, real. Um, <laughs> hey, do you do? Real. So, what was the highlight moments of Nightly Confessions? Um, The highlight moments? Yeah. Like, what was your most salacious moment? Oh, that's a good one. I didn't think he was gonna. I didn't think he was gonna drop the one on me. Nah, I just I chopsy, bro. I, I can see that you more chopsy than me. <laughs> you more chopsy than me. Oh, you know, man. um, one moment that I captured what was very interesting. Um, a female, but uh, a particular female, uh-huh. messaged me, and she wanted me to highlight her story. I know. And the thing about her story was the person she wanted me to t- tell a story on. It's somebody that they cool with. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like... This might be a conflict of interest. I know, right? <laughs> I know. So I'm like, how do I tell this story without my boy knowing I'm telling this story? Yeah. So I, I kind of detour from it. And she said some very some very distasteful words about me. Choice words. Yeah. Because mm. I, was, I, I was in real to mm. the call. Then she said... I don't like him. And then I told her, I don't like me too. You know, just to try blending in. And I said, I don't like me too because I love me enough to recognize that I could not do that to mm. that individual because at that time, the situation was fresh. Mm. And sometimes even as as media person, people who deal with media, mm. you gotta, you gotta, you know, sometimes curtail your message. Right, right. Yeah. And at that time, I'm still, I was still a babe. I'm still, I was still learning how to formulate people's story mm. by not making a mess. Mm. You feel me? And I believe that's one of the reasons why I really took off the way I should have. Because I don't use profanity. I don't call women HO. Mm. I, don't, I, don't, I, I try to be respectful in a very student way. Mm-hmm. And I try to make it very um, conducive. Mm-hmm. For when kids show up, because everybody get phone. So if a kid see me on live, and the mother see I, I I'm speaking to to that child, they be like, don't worry about that. Marcus mm-hmm. Love is not gonna say anything that's going to cause <laughs> my child to be dysfunctional. You know what I mean? But um, other than that, I had a lot of moments that I forgot about, um, and some that I can't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Why? You had them online? No, 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 no. I can't talk about it. Um. um Private, a lot of private messages. Okay, I mean, I, I talk about as far as what was front facing, what people could uh, easily consume. Like, what, like, so you was obviously you was doing the lives, you was having people in the lives. Yes. Um, what is consuming is, is one of the things that I've experienced, like my past relationship, the bullshit I had to go through. Okay, so let's let's talk about, yes, actually, I know you ever heard of this group called Relationship Goals Bombers. No, I've never heard of them. Okay. <laughs> I just, for the first time in like a long time, I actually... They exist for Joe? Yeah. It's like, you, like 2000. You, you I used to be like, I used to be trolling 
And then in 2020, and you never sent me the link. Oh, you didn't know me about that back then. I, mean, I thought you was in there. Like they have no, a brother. I was not. Listen, I was it, not. it's a lot of people inside there, and I used to be trolling so hard. Like 2020, 2020. Really? Yes, they were sick of me. Really? <laughs> right? Like especially like the women I say something, or like I I have them the men Aggie too, because I'll just be trolling, <laughs> and they just would have like these visceral reactions. Right. But um. We always in a climate where somebody arguing about some relationship thing. Right. I mean, I even made it a point not to like because we used to Aaron Cole used to be the relationship podcast at one right, point. Right, right, right. But listen to me. Right. Me not talk about that because <laughs> it's, it's a it's an overtax, and most of y'all can be single. Really, and I even asking you, really? I telling you, that's what's gonna happen really? because you have these un. It's high expectations Real. of regular people. Real. And no one wants to heal. No one wants to self-improve. Mm. Everybody is. This ain't church. You mm. can't, we cannot take you as you are. You have to show some improvement. Preach. And you have to communicate. Preach, pastor. Preach. Preach. So, you know, but what, what, how, how did you see the dating landscape? Because when you say you was Marcus Love, I thought, I was like, you must see some relationship guru or something like that. No, I'm not. Because <laughs> you say you are, why, why you feel like you're a bunch of crappy relationships? Um, because like you, you said something very interesting. We don't take time to heal. Mm. Um, a lot of us, we, we try to shortcut our way out of our past, but mm. we never heal to get prepared for the future. And when it's like that, it leaves you in a very, very dysfunctional place. Like somebody's going to start a new relationship with you. And then you're going to give that person a piece of your past experience. Or you're going to have those same traits that caused you to lose your last relationship. And then you're going to lose that new person not understanding. You never took time to heal to understand that, hey, everything starts over when you're fully prepared to go for it. When you go there broken, then that means you're not going to have enough strength to keep it. Do you understand that? That's very powerful. Powerful. Because if you come into a situation, you know, I feel like, I often think to myself, I'm like, yo, I wish, they're like, you know, like having children early is good when you like have a very like solidified foundation with somebody. But then it's like, Man, I wasn't ready for no marriage to be with no one. I still had a lot of growing up to do. Right. And it's like, yeah, I really don't want to be the old dad, but it's like, yeah, I didn't want to be the dysfunctional one at the same time. Right. So, right. So you didn't, you didn't, you didn't come, you didn't come looking for nobody, knowing that you wasn't ready. Because yeah. a lot of us do that. Yeah. We come looking for people, knowing that we ain't fully ready, ready to be. Sometimes you might be ready and be get unready. <laughs> like, uh, that is true. Because see, with me. I was saying the other day, I was like, I hadn't been in a serious relationship in almost like five years. Wow. But it was five like, years? Yeah. But it was like to between twenty eighteen and twenty twenty, I had stopped mm. dating just mm. to figure myself out and mm. build up. The twenty twenty happened mm. and then the pandemic happened. Mm-hmm. And then that set me back again. Especially <laughs> in twenty twenty one. Set you back in what mood? Like no, like in like finances and stuff. Okay. I didn't want to date okay. no woman if I was broke. Okay. Even now that, that's what I'm saying. I wasn't I wasn't in a serious relation. That doesn't say I wasn't entertaining women. Right. Or whatever. Like, you know. So he's but, a, he was a player? I wouldn't say that. Are you a player? 
Nah. Are I, you clear? I, I just do what I gotta do. <laughs> like, you know. Um, oh, man. I just, that's a smooth way to drop down. Nah, you I, you no, just I, dropped the mic on me. Yeah. I just do. What no, I, I, I just do what I gotta do because, you know, um, I especially at this point, I really about being intentional with everything I do. So I ain't got time to waste. So may I ask you a question before uh, you ask me one? So at this stage of your life being not like you, you said you, you haven't been in a serious relationship for five years. Am mm-hmm. I correct? Yeah. Are you ready for a relationship at this time? Yeah. Because you know, you know, you want to know why? Because it's, it's for certain varying factors. Okay. And I see women speak about this a lot. Mm-hmm. When, when you and mine, when your finances ain't together, right. and your mental health ain't together, right. you're only a detriment to her. So okay. you stop and separate yourself from the woman so you yeah, yeah, help them not to get no a bunch of emotional damage you have yourself. Mm. So now you spend that time developing yourself. Listen, actually, let me tell this story because I think I told the story. Tell us your story because we're waiting for it. You see all of this. <laughs> Wait, after my last relationship, I uh-huh. built all of this. All wow. of the original people, all of that. I couldn't do that while I was in a relationship. Oh. <laughs> so, oh, so all of that came out. It was one of those relationships. No, but I think, I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, so for a lot of, for some men, like relationships distract you before, from getting yes. to your goal. Yes. As we had a dog in the back. Even a dog could feel a vibration. <laughs> Even a dog was cheated on. Yeah. Oof. No, but it's like. I always think I was like I needed that time to build and not just build me, build what I needed to do to right. where I'm solidified in who I am today. So, so, so I'm I'm ready to ask you another question. Okay, I'm the love doctor. Okay, you say you just say you listen to no love girl. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't no girl. He's a doctor. So. <laughs> Go we're ahead. Gonna, we're gonna fix it for a minute. Okay. I'm just gonna fix you for a minute. Uh-huh. Just, just you know what I mean. A little, put a little patch on you. Yeah. <laughs> um, a, a little bandit. All right. So, seeing that you've been single uh-huh. for five years, what happened in your last relationship? Leading right, to so- all of this, how did you know? Like, how long y'all was together? That's the first question. Well, and then when y'all broke up. Okay, That's the next question. That last situation was a confusing one because I had I was in a long term relationship before that relationship, but I still had I was still talking to the old girlfriend but with the new girlfriend and it was like they both of them were still around the same. So you driving two different cars then. <laughs> That's a good way to say smash, right? No you're driving two different cars. No, it was just it was just, it was just a confusing time, so that's why I just had to cut everybody off. So I had a clean house and start to rebuild from scratch. So basically, none of those females really put you in a uh, um No, a one, one was bad because she just <laughs> had penis for brains, but the ironic part is she didn't get married. But so. you know, a lot of females say, we like bad women. No, I wouldn't say that. I was, a lot of people say that. It was, people say, well, my like situation was what I was looking at, what, that all other girl didn't have, I was looking for, and this other girl was, mm-hmm. and vice versa. Mm-hmm. But the one I was with before the other one, mm-hmm. I wasn't ready for that because I wasn't in the space I wanted to be in. Okay. So, you know, so one was for fun, one was was going to be serious, but then it was like, yo, I know I need to do some internal work, so mm-hmm. let me just let everybody go. You, you know you know what's so amazing about you telling you telling us that? Mm-hmm. It's the matter of fact that you are now in a good place 
to yeah. tell a story like that and not be afraid of anybody saying what you just said. One of the things, when you know you, you haven't healed, is mm -hmm. when you can't tell your story. Of course. Or you can't stand in front of the masses and say, hey, this what I've been through. This is what happened to me. You know what I mean? Once you see, your, once you see that you're afraid to tell your story, then that means you're still holding on. And I'm just so proud of you. And you could see yes, the level of your success based on what has, what has happened to you. Yeah. And you're, and you're looking good. Yeah. But you're looking good. Um, so, like, that's why I just I, I just get tired, got tired of talking about relationship topics because it's like, wait, like, if y'all really want to have healthy relationships with people, uh -huh. it's just a few things that you need to do. It's just, first, you need to be fine with you mm -hmm. and fully content with who you are. Right. And all, like I say this, you have to accept who you are right. and who you aren't. Because mm. many people accept who they are, mm -hmm. but they never accept who they are. But I can say this, though. Watch yeah. this. What This is so powerful. Mm. A lot of us like ourselves, and then we share the like part of us with people mm. who don't like they self. Mm. And so what happens is, because we like ourselves, we accept anything. Mm. it's going to get deeper when you love yourself you override that love I mean you override the like and you love yourself so strong to the point where you realize hey mm. you're not good enough for me mm. most of us who like ourselves we just accept everything what do you mean everything meaning like if it gives us some sort of vibe we hold on to it this is it this is for me. Mm -hmm. This is good. I'm not letting go. I'm this. I'm that. But it's not healthy. Because when you love yourself, mm -hmm. principles is put in place. Mm -hmm. Barriers is put in place. Um, a lot of bullskits don't come around you. Mm -hmm. You don't accept no, no, no foolishness. You say, saying, you could always tell the people who love themselves. You can't, you, you can't outsmart them. You could always tell the ones who like themselves. They just fall for everything they have. Mm. I'm sorry to say it like that. I hope someone who understands what I'm saying can look at it from a deeper perspective and, and say, but, right, I see where he's coming from. I think the people that just like themselves still don't love themselves, bro. Right, and that's where they accept those unwanted pieces. Yeah, I guess they're trying to find be fulfilled. Right, and then yeah. those fulfillment will give you short-term pleasures. And short-term pleasures only last for so long and it brings destruction exactly simple as that see everything <laughs> just like an action <laughs> so okay so because you answered the question so how you feel about today's relationships ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen uh, uh, me get comfortable for this one <laughs> today's relationship uh, is going under why you say that it is lacking substance I recall it, I said this the other day, back in the days when you was much younger. We, these te technology wasn't this advanced, am I correct? Back in you the days, we was, yeah, you are correct. we was writing love letters. Come on, man, talk to me. <laughs> we was writing love letters. We was connecting with people through writing to them. Mm -hmm. And then, because technology wasn't around, so you had to literally speak to build that love and bond with that person mm -hmm. that you're trying to sleep with, right? 
Now, uh-huh. we live in the 21st century where everybody doing this. Let me tell a story. All right. I tell saw a story. The... You ready? Uh-huh. <laughs> so, I pursued a young lady. Uh-huh. And I was much younger. And I didn't have all this great. And we started to go. Things was going in the right direction. I thought that, boy, this is the one. We went for dinner. Because I, I, I believe that a man should take his woman out, mm-hmm. not no bamboo. I'm My sorry to say, ring, not this, I'm not, bamboo, I'm not trying to insult you guys. <laughs> bamboo do, does taste gut. But you never heard if you just said ch- chicken wings and fries, we don't go on dates. I never heard that. <laughs> <laughs> so let me get back to the story. Uh, so now we sitting at a dinner table, right? The food pull up. Mm. We ain't into rock yet because she doing this. She taking picture you. herself. And I'm trying to figure out, like, when is the introduction going down? <laughs> you feel me? No, actually, the, 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 the crazy part is I went on, like, a date like that before. So you, feel, you, you, so you feel yeah. me? Whole date. <laughs> scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. <laughs> Bro, after that happened to me, I never talked to her again after that. <laughs> You don't recognize what was happening. And the same yeah, thing for I me. Like, I, I realized, like, bro, this ain't the one. Because when the food pull up, she doing this. And then she sent in the picture in those groups. And then the <laughs> girls are messaging her. All girls are messaging. Girl, where you ass? The food look good. I mean, the boy can't, but I'm going to play the food too. Eh? And she could build up the gumption to ask me. Oh, no, that's what you say? You want to have me? <laughs> Say what you say, what you tell again, bro. She asked me to buy her friend a food, a plate of food. I'm like, so, uh, so you asked, no, it wasn't the, her asking you to buy a friend a plate. You told her, would you just say that? I was like, huh? No, no, what you just say something about, um, flip, I just forget. Um, you just say something. Why would you just say? Because that was funny. Like you, which, it's, hey, it's it's my mind. Yeah, it slipped it's my a, mind. But the point is this, point in case, uh, she did not get that blade of food. Hmm. Because I was, that was a major turn off. And I realized that, boy, this ain't the one for me. So she asked, she on, this was a she chicken. She posted this in the group. And then our asked. girls are like, where you at? And the food looked good. Uh, oh, you can't ask the boy. They get me something to eat. I mean, she actually had the audacity, actually. (laughs) (laughs) What are we doing? Like, what are we doing? Like, what are we... I'm like, hey, yeah, she could get a plate of food if you paying for it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but I glad... Listen, I glad no one... No, this is the biggest try that I think women have done to me. They have... We supposed to go out, me and them, and then they bring along their friend or their really? sister or whatever. All this stuff. Right. And then it's because you want to just be mine and we not be split. Right. You pay for everything. Wow. And I was like, after that, it happened to me like once or twice. I was like, nah. I, I, yeah, I order that. Order like, that. If you got to bring someone, no way. We straight. Or I just be like, so everybody paying their own bills, right? <laughs> you, were like, like, you were stopping stuff from the start. Yeah, no, I don't. Wait, listen, I don't play. Who they can tell you? All my boys did. I don't play. Oh, and that's probably people might say, or if you ask my mom why, 
every single knock it's, it's like bro I, I don't put up with foolishness I don't blame you, you and you shouldn't have to like no because uh, a lot of females don't put up with foolishness today like if they ain't feeling you then I heard somebody said that a day you mm-hmm. go out some of the female ain't on your run um they just waste your time mm-hmm. and then they start to ask you for money early in the game like they, they ain't ever established nothing with you they start asking you for money and then the, the dude said, the reason why the female asks you for money because she ain't on your run, and then you're paying her, you're, you're, conf- you're paying her, you're, like, you're conversating her for her either texting you, either um, coming out with you. It's like you're paying her for what she did within that time. That's why they ask you for money prematurely. But if she, if she likes you, she wants to get to know who you are. She wants to... Find out what's your dreams. I um, mean, what 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 makes you happy? What 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 you know? What I mean, like she wants to get deeper into your life, and if there's anything she can do to add to it, she's going to. You know what I mean? And there are some good women out there that are looking for men like you, right? They ain't looking for me, bro. They are looking for you. <laughs> they are looking for you. When I say looking for you, meaning like it's like a it's like a situation where they hear, uh-huh. but you ain't there. Mm. So you can't find them. They waiting for you to show up. When I say looking for you, meaning like they waiting for you to pull up, you know. Mm. But sometimes, you know what I'm saying, when you show up to the wrong store, you pick up the piece that you don't need. Mm-hmm. And then you'll only put it on for a time being. And when, once you're done with it, you just leave it there. But you just got to make up in your mind, okay, I, I pick up something there, but it didn't work for me. Now I'm going to go in this direction. And hopefully she's going to be there too. I, I always wonder to myself, like, where do you go in Nassau? Actually, I learned something interesting today is the difference between Nassau women and mm-hmm. New Providence women. Explain that. <laughs> Explain that. That dude, that one going over my head. <laughs> that one going over my head. Ladies and gentlemen, that one went over my head. Uh, Bring me on. Based on, I can say, based on what... Um, this guy said, he said, the Providence women live on the outskirts. Wow. They live deep east. Wow. They live deep, deep west. They ain't just letting everybody, like, have their body. They they independent. They Ooh. just, they did that. Nassau, yeah, is we having sneaky link on you. <laughs> we doing all kind of foolishness. So it's a difference between oh, man. Nassau <laughs> women and New Providence oh, women. Oh, man. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you. Oh, but my, I got another story. <laughs> So I was checking this female. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, are, are you are you ready for it? Go ahead. You ready? You got the solo route. Man, when you talk about Slinky Link. Oh no. Oh man. I mean, listen to me. She had me listed as a Kong Pedro. She but she had the biggest Kong listed on me. Like Kong 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 Kong, right? Sometimes I mean this female been dating for quite some time mm-hmm. and I thought she was the one and we was living together at that time and oh, man no. listen to me man I hope you edit this one this one this one <laughs> gotta this one gotta go home uh, she coming home hold on so wait 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 wait. so this is a sneaky link but she living no, with you no no I'm gonna tell you how to sneak you <laughs> see I'm gonna see let me get to the story I'm gonna get to it I'm All gonna right. get to it Let's hear this. so what's this now uh-huh she have a stinky, slinky, linky, and she think, I don't know what's going on. We living together at that time. You know, when you love, lovers have you doing some crazy things. Man, listen to me. Lovers have you 
have you holding up. Love is have you trying to compete the next dude out the race. You know what I mean? When it's yeah, a, it ain't supposed really to be sense. like that. It's like, yeah. it's supposed to be like, hey, use my woman. Let's build this dream together. Let's build a happy home together. Let's try to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Get married and have this family. But that's not the case in my situation. So what happened was, she coming home. She came home late one night, like after three, four o'clock in the morning. Oh no! Oh no! And I'm literally see love is how you can't sleep in the nighttime too. Oh. So I'm up in the night, like this doing this, even to the window. I'm like, she ain't reached home yet. She ain't reached home yet. So I see the sky pull up, and I'm like, peeping through the window, like, I'm like looking, and I see a dude. Oh, no. And I went back in the bed, and I closed my eyes, but like I sleeping. And then she bomb, she bomb on the door. I allowed a bomb a couple of times because my heart was on the floor, and I'm like, Lord, oh, you, what does this bad? Belly right down, woman. Belly, <laughs> belly break down, and I'm like, Yo, why, why, why me, why me? You know? And so I open the door. So I'm like, trying to play everything. I trying to play everything cool. I didn't know. She done two to one get smashed. Mm-hmm. Cause she come home drunk. <laughs> only you not do it, only you would do it in that car. And yeah. you dead drunk. Yeah. And you believe that boy can let you go home sober like that? What? So when she came home, like she trying to make peace and she trying to say, oh, I was with my girlfriends. Um, the car, the person who's driving the car had to drop all of the girls home, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, so it's just you and to do it. And y'all ain't do nothing. Oh no, what you take me for? Do we look like ah uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, you always think I doing foolishness. But I'm the one home though. So how would I not think you're doing foolishness if you come home three o'clock in the morning and I'm the one in bed waiting for you to come home? What do you want me to think if it's just you if it's just you and the dude in the car? But you drunk. Doing? What you think happened? Where you at? Where you at? You got plans. You, 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 oh, don't say that. You feel me? Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I got, it was, it was, it was a very bumpy road for me. Mm-hmm. But I said, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. Um, when I see today, I'm like, yo, you ain't, you ain't catch yourself yet. Oh, no. You still lost in the world? You still trying to survive? I'm like, you know what? I'm good, man. I'm good. So, all of that to say is this. In that time, but I. So you, why you never just moved the house? Because the way I left my home mm. was like, I's mine. Oh, you know when you show up and you don't. It's pride. Pride don't play now. Mm. I was like, mommy, I gone. Daddy, I gone. And. Because of pride, I hold on. Because of pride, I stayed in the house. And well, let me ask you another question, right? Because mm-hmm. I always just wonder this. Well, not really particularly with that situation. But if you know she was scheming, why and then y'all just say, baby, let's just have an open relationship. At that time, like I said, I was in love. Mm-hmm. So whatever she said to me, I would believe. Mm-hmm. Even though the evidence was there, even though I caught her. Mm. Um, the only thing I said to myself was like, wait, she done, she done put one on me? Nah, I got to start cheating. Mm. And then I started to 
talked out of females. But her game was better than mine's because she caught me. She caught me. <laughs> she catch you. One night, actually one day, uh, I had left my phone home by my mom because I had two phones and she didn't know that. Mm. I had two phones. So the second phone came about when I realized that, boy, I love this girl. I don't want to let go. But I'm going to have fun too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that was the open relationship there, but we just, <clears throat> we just never... I sit down and agree to right, it, to it. Right. I don't have no blood, blood. So after that, it was like, she came there and find the next phone. So I have the phone that she know I have. So she's calling me. Then she texts me like, you know I have your next phone, right? I couldn't even work. Because <laughs> I was doing a side job at the time. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> so all the females that I was talking to at that time she messaged them oh do you know Marcus have a girlfriend so why you so why you just <laughs> tell her why don't I just tell her wait don't message no one because you doing your dirt too but she had already messed up everything for me so uh-huh. even then like even even if I had said that it didn't matter she had the power she had the phone she's controlling the narrative so now I'm like, talking about with her like yeah like no saying that to you, her wouldn't it make no difference because she had already destroyed everything that I was trying to build mm. outside of our relationship. It's like, okay, I met another female who I started to get the vibe with. And all of a sudden, that connection was disconnected. That was the, the next one was disconnected. And then I'm, I'm left in the shadows and I'm like, damn, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. But we still end up, we still end up making a relationship work. But it, it was a very toxic, toxic, toxic Yeah, that sounds toxic. Like, you mm-hmm. holding me, you scheming. Yeah. I can't scheme. <laughs> you trying to dead my wives, but you still trying to know, wait. I, I, I thank God that I was never in any other situation. And then the ones that I was close to, mm-hmm. I have kicked them to the curb and tell them to find their daddy. You did? Yeah. <laughs> I, you but know. I'm in a better place, though. Like, right now, I, I, stay, I stay faithful to who I am. Mm. I don't do that, the foolishness that she was doing to me. I don't do that, do that to other females. I try to be as respectful as I can be at all times. Like, um, if I'm talking to someone, I'm with them. Mm. Like, if I have to cheat on you, then I don't need to be with you. Mm. So tell me, how did the whole Rodney Monker connection happen? Because obviously, if you do know that Rodney was... I did a podcast with him in 2019 and that was like episode 9 or something right we in the 80s going into the 90s that, that's how much time and fun and different audio adventures we have like. but how tell me how you were me running this was it in the secret barbershop that y'all yes, <laughs> yes. so tell, tell me what Rodney and tell me what this um, barbershop um okay so you know, there's a particular barber shop that I used to go to named the G Spot. Uh-huh. Um, me and the the owner of the bar, the barber shop, we became good friends because I used, I used to always go there. But there's a friend of mine who's always listening to Rodney Monkers speak on the show, mm-hmm. and we all is and one big circle. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden now, he called Rodney Monker to the to the store, mm-hmm. right? To the G Spot. Yeah. Rodney Munger came there. This this guy just walking. You know, that, that bold walk, right? Yeah. He come walking over there. 
he walks in the barbershop. <coughs> so our friend, who, who name is the messenger, said, hey, ladies, y'all, this is Rodney Manka. Blah, blah, blah. And he gave us an introduction about, about him. Mm. So we all still in this foreign, we all in this, in our mind, we in a foreign place. Yeah. <laughs> so we trying to figure who this man is. What, what, what you, why you bring this, this man around us? Yeah. And what would he be able to do for us or even after us? Mm. And when he started to speak about politics and he started to give us a deeper insight about it, and we realized, but this wasn't a regular man. Yeah. Just a big man. Yeah. In the barbershop. Mm-hmm. And for me, um, I was just sitting there mesmerized over his intelligence and how he was very concise and his thoughts was very sober. And I realized, I said to myself, I said, boy, I got to be friends with him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You ever meet someone and you're like, this could be, my, that, that person's got to be my friend. And as he keep, keep coming and I'm there, then the relationship was was started, to, I mean, started to formulate. Mm-hmm. And then I got his number. I would often text him, check up on him, call him. And then the bonds just got stronger and stronger. And like eight years later, bro, me and him still friends. Okay, so this, so y'all met, this was like the round of time he was a part of the DNA, I would say. Was this eight years? This would take you 2014? Yes, around that time. Okay. Yes. Yeah, 2014. So this was before, this, he was, this is why he was still on ZSR Radio. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because he was on Z like when they first, I always would hear about him and see his tweets during <laughs> the early 2010s, but I didn't know what he sounded like until like, I heard him on the radio. Right. And I was like, oh, that's what he sounded like? Right. And then obviously they started following them from there, like Freedom March. Yes. Like between 2017, especially 2017, 2018. So what do you think about us? And what do you think about him as a person? What do I think about him? Um, Your honesty now. Don't lie. It's a lot of things. I think he, I, 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 truth be told, I got, I got a lot of my like interview shenanigans style from him. Just okay. watching him hours and hours and hours okay. and studying it. Right. And then obviously he telling me why he do certain things. Watch the Ronnie Monker episode. Oh, let me put it on camera three. Watch that Ronnie Monker interview. It's 2019. We go through his whole history about everything. He answers all the questions. Right. We need to do a follow-up interview, but the powers that he told me that he can't appear on other platforms. Right, he did. Due to a contract. So, but I'm glad that happened. Why? Because I was the only person who have a podcast episode. Real, and, real, and, real. Yeah, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, Mr. Mung, he's just, he, like, when you have interesting people around mm-hmm. and, you know, like I say, legends and what they do in their own right. And, you know, I, I, my, when it comes to him, I always feel like he could have, I want to say he could have been bigger, but it was certain things that I would have suggest coming from, a, I guess, a, the, my managerial mindset to right. be like, you could do this, that, and that, and right. everything right. to improve your quality of life. Right, right. But, you know, and all in all, it's like, wait, he's a character, bro. Like, yeah. He was an inspiration. Like, it was a run from 2017 to 2019. His mom was viral almost every other week. Yeah. Like, yeah. for a good three years. Like, yeah. 
Rojos, obviously it cooled off. I mean, pandemic and certain things, it cooled off right. now. But that run from 2017 to you know, 20... You know you did the lockdown, baby, at my house, right? I know. Okay. Oh, I actually, I like the transition because Marcus was in lockdown, baby, lockdown, baby. Right. This is far, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, So, um, how did you even get on the show? Um, it, it was... Because you were almost like a regular... Um, corresponded now. Yeah, it was it, it, it was opportunity. Um, he asked us to come uh-huh. on the show with him, mm. and for me, I was like, really? And it, he actually asked me and Gary. I think um, at the time they, they was doing something um, for the Titans. Remember the Titans thing where oh, the they, Titan front, right? Okay, and that's where that's that was the first time I came on mm. the show. Basically, they're translating Creole um, to the Haitian community. Cause do you know that um, that I'm actually Haitian Bahamian? Oh. Yeah. Okay. So I was there on the show, just translating in Creole, telling the Haitians mm. that this is a fair opportunity for them to to be able to take a little bit of funds, invest in the, the Titans brand the Titan fund, fund the, right? The mutual fund. Yes, and. Watch it turn over. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so that was the first opening for me, being on Freedom March. And then after that, it just became a normal thing for me. Mm. Being there on, on the show with them, and it just became a normal, normal thing. So speak on um, the whole haitian Bahamian dynamic. It's obviously, it's always been a point of contention. It's always something that I don't think it, it uh, a month. Well, let me not say month. A year goes by where there's always a public discourse on this right, matter. Right. Uh, as as old as I could, could remember, whether it be on talk shows and radios. What I think was interesting with Mr. Munker was he was saying, <laughs> like you know, first man went to say, "I am a Haitian," and then right. speaking Creole, right. and this and that. And it was yeah, that like to me when I first was. I, he wasn't doing that too much on radio, but I always remember watching his first episode ever on Freedom March when right. he tear up the Agla poster <laughs> or whatever. And like watching the sequential episodes because I used to come home from work to catch the show right. and then watch it before I go to work. Right. So like him just saying like, Tutu and I seen, like, you know, and it's yeah. like, okay, Tutu this is... I like Come you. On, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was like, you know, it would catch the spirit and, you know, the different antics. I was like, okay, this is different. But the thing about us, the Bahamian people are loving it. So it's like, yeah. you know, he was yeah. the bridge right there. Um, but yeah. Um, the, the Haitian and Bahamian dynamics, like you said, mm. it's very, it's a very touchy topic mm. um, because it could, it could stem from so much different directions. And for me, I try to, to, to be as, re- as respectful to the Bahamians and understand that they have a point. Um, certain things has to be done in DCC and in order. There's a, there's a particular channel that you have to go through in order to do a particular thing. If an outsider is coming in and doing things that ain't right, then, then the people that, that was raised in their community or in any community or in their country should have a right to, to speak against it. You know what I mean? Because when I, when I hear the Bahamians speak, they don't speak in a way to say they don't want the Haitians not to come in. They have this thing. Apply for papers to come here. Because when you come in here illegally, then you put, it's like, 
if the place is like this, if the Bahamas is like this, and too much outside is coming in illegally, then the place becomes like this. Mm. So it becomes it becomes a mess. And when mm. it becomes a mess, then it put a screen on the government. And when it puts a screen on the government, then now people like me and yourself and others might have a different opinion. You know what I mean? Mm. Did, did I answer your question? I mean, you you dancing because be. that, that that conversation is a multifaceted one. Okay, um, then I can go on for days to sort of like break down from different angles, right? And misconceptions and things like that. So I'm perpetuated by uh, Western media, and you know, like right. a, a great documentary to watch. I watched in the last five years is 1804 by Tariq Nasheed, sort of going through the Haitian Revolution. And then even Mr. Mungi enlightened me, like on his show, because I always just tell people, this man's smart, you know. You know he is talking code. That's why yeah. you think he's talking code, but listen to what he says. So, like, why everyone tell me say the reason why it's like a contentious thing, because when, like, um, over 200 years ago when there were slaves being imported from Hispaniola right the um not the colonizers but the the plantation owners would say hey y'all the human Negroes don't mess with them logical <laughs> Negroes over there so and I, and I was like that sort of ran true because there's always that the different stigmas the different things and like that but it's like when you go out into the world Right, and you meet different people from different backgrounds. You understand people are only products in their environments, and and not everything is which is perpetuated media where you go on the ground. And you know, people will never think, oh, people actually take vacation in Haiti. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's rich people in Haiti. Yeah. There's yeah. white Haitians. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. it's like plenty. So it's plenty. like it's only what you see and all these misconceptions to where you you take them as truths. So you know mm-hmm. and. Yeah. And it's like, you know, the Bahamas, especially Nassau, is this big, small melting pot of right. multiple cultures. Right. You know, um, from we have all representatives of all the states in India. We have the, not the Vietnamese, the, um, not the Pacific Islands, not the Philistines. Uh, I did this something like, you know, people of Pacific Island descent, you are. People from North, Northeast Asia, Southeast Asia, the works, right. all of Europe, right. South America, everywhere. Right. Even, you know, Africans here right. with the different oh, parts. Oh, like, well, we got plenty of different nationalities. Like all yeah. kind of different nationalities here mm-hmm. represented in the Bahamas. Right. So, um, you know, I just see, you know, I understand certain positions and see both sides of certain conversations. Right. And, you know, hopefully we come to a resolution in the future, which would be peaceful. But I always just wonder. That's a long journey, though. And you say that? It's a very uh, long journey. I mean, journey. It, it wouldn't be a long journey if certain things would just happen right now. Like and name one. If if people, Bahamas would be, okay, with the whole Shanti Town situation, if Bahamas would be, not be complicit Okay. We're renting out this line right. and making it take people just squatting there when payola happening. Right. That's one thing. If you sort of make a program to where, okay, a lot of Nassau is overpopulated and over congested. Right. But if you had a program to where 
where you know how Caracom wants to have these open borders thing yes. situation. Yes. You got a proper due diligence process without corruption, where you could fill somebody. Well, first give um, Bahamians that have the birthright to inherit um, crown land or any other ancestral land. Give them their land first. Yes. Then you say, all right, whoever want come to Bahamas, this is the road. Come. No, cause see, Oof. this is it. Because if you do that before you tell the baby and say, y'all can get this line, it can be a problem. Now, if you do the line thing, all right, we can feel we, okay, some people might be still pushing into, but then they'd be like, all right, y'all can come with, oh, I know it for sure. But I you know, know, I know, you know, New Providence is congested, right? Yeah. I talking about all the islands, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm saying, okay, New Providence is congested, but all these islands are not. Have full infrastructure and things like that. Nah, thinking about it, nah, doing farming, like sharing the island with different nationality. Sorry, you want you want a piece of this earth? I mean, or you want a piece of this opportunity to, to have status? Then go over here and formulate this 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 island. People wouldn't agree with that because they feel like eventually they have to make a cultural hub versus, and then it would be a process of I may be entitled to some of that ancestral land. So I would always say, sort out the surveying ownership of land first. Mm. And then you can bring people in. Because mm. then it wouldn't be um, a strife for problem. Like, okay, like they sold some land in Rugged Island, which the Moxley family says they claim to own. Right. So it's like, okay, what is Crown Land? What is Central Land? What is right. this land? What is that land? Right. You serve after all the land situations as yeah. know who owns what. Right. And then you can say, all right, bring in everybody else. Then, you know, you want to buy something, all right, boom. You buy it either from the government or you buy it from the owner. Okay, you want to work this place, all right. There's people, that's the Moxie family or the Williams family or whatever. Okay, they own the set of property or whatever. Right. They can't take it. If you want to work on it, cool. But you, it ain't going to be no contention. We already know what it is. Right. Or whatever. So, you know. So, it's it's almost a similar model to, like, how Canada has, like, their immigration thing where they're underpopulated. So, they welcome people in to help, you know. They welcome people in to help build a country through them paying taxes, being mm. regularized, mm. naturalized, and paying taxes. Right. So the more taxes means more income for the government. Mm. So the more bodies you put in the country, and the more, more taxes they pay. Exactly. Right. So it's just a consumer model to where it's like, okay, if we have more people contributing to NIB, then people can have access on retirement. If we have more people contributing to the natural treasury, people not teething. Right. Who, who in parliament and otherwise... The more we give, you know, how better roads, how better healthcare, yes. how, all these different things. But I, I think we, 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 we have a lot of work to do in the Bahamas, a lot of work. But hopefully, um, this new day government has the remedy that to change the, nar- the narrative, huh? Their term, to be honest, their term was over. Like next year, could be two and a half years. Don't worry about that. They got another. They got another. <laughs> round. Don't worry about that. They got another. Round. I don't. I don't think. I don't think the changes that we need to see will will happen in a five year period. Especially if you we, ain't aggressive. We need at least for ten years, right? Or more than that, fifteen. No, nah, I twenty think, years. I don't think one government can do it. I think, and then, especially years? if you don't have the right policy, because you have to be mad aggressive at the gate with some of these things, and they can hurt a lot of people. 
That is true. And so you got to be ready to take the lumps, the public backlash, because you're going to have to take these sacrifices to do the things that people don't like, and that mm. might not cause you to get voted back in. That is true. For me, I, I kid you not, um, this, this New Day government, and I hope... Somebody sees this. Um, Marcus sounded like he wanted a, a contract. A this nice New use. Day government <laughs> is a government for me. Um, the reason why I say that is because I've seen some work being done. I I see a lot of people who had like blockages in their way. The the big man pull up and broke those walls down. So I'm I'm a New Day baby. So, you don't think these blockages was based on their alignment with a particular, or non-alignment with particular parties? Me mind my business. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But what's next for you, workers? Um, What is next for me is to have my own studio, like what you got going on, because I love it. Uh Um, This... And to, to interview people as well. Mm. Hopefully, you'll be somebody to interview in the future. Of course. That I, that I can ask you some heavy questions, ask you to confess your sins, and then we could just figure out how you could be a better... <laughs> just kidding. But other than that, um, once, once um, what's new for me is to start a family as well. Mm. Get married. That's always the goal. You know what I mean? Get married first and then have children. Mm. Um, buy. Try buy as much lot as I can. Yeah. Because I'm one of the things um, what we need to emphasize to young people that don't understand that one day can be old, one day they can get older, is to save your funds. So I would definitely encourage young people to save your fun because you know um, Shaggy said it best life is one big party when you're still young but who's going to have your back when it's all done and whilst you living in the moment save 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 and then look for a piece of property buy it it's easy to to know how how to buy a car because you could see a parked car somewhere and ask somebody if they sell it and you could buy that car Mm-hmm. But it, buying a lawn, a lot of people don't know how to get lawn. Yeah, because there's so much process. Actually, about that, my goal for by the end of this year is starting the process of acquiring some property. See? Like, you know. We on track. Yeah. That's, and that's one of the things we need to start preaching rather than us trying to look for ways to tell people, stay out of people's business, stay in the minds of people who doing things. That's mm-hmm. the business you, you need to manage. People mm-hmm. who buying things, that's the, that's, the, that's the mind you should manage and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Being idle, wasting time, um, talking on these phones to people who aren't really putting money in your pocket. For real. Ain't making no sense. You know what I mean? So this is one of the things that I like to do in the future to, to encourage young, younger people to put their mind on a bigger platform. Go out there. Work for it. Believe in yourself. Get it. Get it. Get it. Put in that work, and it, it, it's going to manifest. But Marcus Love is coming back. Marcus Love is coming back. Yeah, bigger and better. Bro, you know who you probably would be 
Like, you ever heard of The Daily Show? No. Okay. I think you and Kevin would be good together. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Shout out to Kevin Daily Show. Hopefully, coming back soon. You need to bring me on then. You think you'll bring me on? Uh, yeah, actually, he's been, he been telling me for a while to bring on, like, he trying to find a bunch of good dudes to talk about relationships. And that's like. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, we can set this up. Uh, you, uh, you, you can make it happen. Yeah. See, no, everything no, cool. But <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all again for another episode of Everything Cool. You know, we got more coming. But as we, as we switch, we can show Marcus and then we go into go to the As we switch and close off, we got to say salute. And this is powerful. And this is powerful. La Force. <laughs> La Force. Mm. All of that good stuff. <laughs> we can see y'all later.